in his sermon, kind of as he was opening up, he uh, talked about, I think he called it DHS. Does anybody remember what that diagnosis or whatever stands for? Divided heart syndrome. Yeah, that, that stuck out to me. The idea, he said the idea that I can serve God and something else. And we, we have to be careful as we live our lives and especially as, uh, as we think about some of these things that we don't divide things up too much as far as spiritual and non-spiritual. There are obviously things that are more spiritual and things that are less spiritual. But we are... We are created body, soul, and spirit. God, God didn't, we don't just dwell on things that are completely spiritual. And like, uh, it's not like we don't have any other needs. And I, I don't think Jesus was disregarding that fact at all as he went through the Sermon on the Mount and, and through this chapter. But at the same time, If, if you guys want, if you can listen and, and tally it up at the same time. Um, sorry, I didn't make that very clear. The idea that I can serve God and something else, it just doesn't work. So, in kingdom living, living in God's kingdom, being a part of his kingdom, and then also trying to live in this world has its challenges and yet our allegiance we know where our allegiance needs to be and what our our purpose is and I think so often we, we, when we talk about Christianity sometimes Christians it's a little hard to know who we're referring to sometimes because the the, the the term Christian we know is so, is so broad. But a lot of, I think, what we, who we call Christians, although we might not think of them as sincere Christians, you know, people believing God, professing Christians, I think a lot of professing Christians get things mixed up and uh, put God second in comparison to other things that, that they might deem more important in life. And Jesus is telling us, Again, going back to the way this chapter starts, take heed, uh, be on guard, beware. Wide is the gate that leads to destruction. Many there be, a lot of people on that road. Um, we can't, we have to be careful, Second Corinthians 10, 12, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. And so as we uh, look at this passage, we want to keep that in mind. Again, it's, we want to align our, our lives to the word of God and not, not align the word of God to our lives. The first night I talked a little about a little bit about um, security and significance, two basic needs. As you know, I talked about the uh, the class at SMBI. Frank talked about security and significance a lot. So I was thinking about this. So which category does this fall into? And tonight's topic: security or significance. Um, I think in some ways it's, it's both but the tendency to use to use money to fill that need that we have for security I think is, is pretty, pretty great but it can also go beyond that and fill that need that we have for significance and I know I've uh, I shouldn't say it I, I know I've struggled with both of those things on, on the subject or on the, the, the thing of money. Security, it can, it can become my security. It can also become my significance, who I am, 
money gives us a lot of power. Any thoughts on that? Psalmist says, He heapeth up riches, and knoweth not, talking about me, and knoweth not who shall gather them. And now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. And I hope that's us tonight. Our hope is in Jesus. Not in, not in the things we have, not in the abilities we have. Um, not in anything that's, that's not going to last. Our hope is grounded in truth and in Jesus. So let's, let's get into the text. Uh, can I have a volunteer to read verses 19 through 24, Matthew chapter 6? Somebody read verses 19 through 24. <clears throat> Pick on somebody. Thank you. Jake, go ahead. Thank you, Jake. So I'd like to just look at, at this a little bit, um, starting there in, in verse 19. And observe kind of what the, what the text is saying. Lay not up for yourselves. I was, I was looking at that, the, the first words there, not. Um, the ESV would use the words do not, and that, that those two words do not in the ESV come through numerous times um, throughout the Bible. This, this Greek word, if, if you look at it, is actually 958 times it comes through, but the, the word not here is... Uh, Basically, from what I could find, it, it means what it's saying. Do not. It, it doesn't seem to be presented as, as an option. So, do not lay up the uh, idea there of storing up. The, 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 um, the meaning there in the Greek to store up, treasure up, save, lay up. Um, Seems to be speaking of, of extra things, putting, putting things away. Do not lay up or lay not up for yourselves treasures. And the word treasures there, um, again, basically precious things. In, in the Greek, a storehouse for precious things, hence a treasure, a store. And again, treasure seems to indicate um, luxury over necessities, things that are um, beyond needs. So, uh, you know, the rest of the text, as, as we read down through this, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. We have the same words coming through. It's, it's telling us here what to do and what not to do. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal nor steal. For where your treasure is, 
there will your heart be also. And the word heart there, um, it can stand for your literal heart, but more often it's the, the mind, character, inner self, the will, the intention, the, the center. Um, so nothing, nothing from this text seems to be too off, far off of, of what the original, what, what Jesus was meaning in the original words here. Um, what else do we observe from this passage? Looking at these at these words and and their meanings and what this passage is saying. Good question. John's question, what about, what about savings, laying up savings um, on the earth, physical savings for future? Thank you. Any responses to that? So get, getting back to what John is saying, or asking here. Uh, it, the real issue is what you do with the money, and how you serve the Lord and serve the church. And uh, that, that's, you know, it's what you do with the money, not how much money you have. Well, the, the, getting to the text here, um, to Jesus... The real issue was the heart. He's concerned about where the heart is. And if you look at treasures or, or storing up, this is speaking of a place, treasures, a storehouse for precious things. So where your treasure is, where your storehouse is, that's where your heart is also, in other words. Um, if we if we take take the Greek word there of storehouse for precious things, hence a treasure, a store. So when I think of a storehouse, I think I think of a place, and so that then can be a place where my heart is, where your treasure is. That's where your heart is also. So savings, uh, good question, and and we'll probably come back to this a little bit, but yeah, at, at what point? And it's not just it's not just money, and I, I should say too here right away. I mean, and, and you all know me, so you know, you know who I am, and you know, um, I, I'm 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 right here with the rest of you, and this passage is is not new to us. Um, I hope it can continue to challenge us. You know, one of the things as as we live life. This isn't new either, but we don't default towards God. People don't 
don't default towards God. We, we, we naturally, I'm saying humanly, from, from a human standpoint, you know how it is. We, we, we go away from God. We need to be continually um, challenged. Look at our lives. So this, this um, I've, I've enjoyed this study, but, you know, I, I want us to be open to where we can learn, but not necessarily trying to uh, upset the fruit basket and say we have to change any, everything and <laughs> that you have to get rid of your savings account, John. But I want to look, you know, I want, I want us to take a, a, a deep, honest look at, at what Jesus is saying here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think that's. I think we were all that. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. I believe so. So, can you have a savings account and have to be a treasure? But one thing I have to bring is, you know, it's your security. And that, even, even, you know, even what you have for the future could be taken just like that, you know, with health reasons. Um, so I think we need to be careful now that our what we have made up is our security. That it's not our security. Yes. So I, think it's important that we do I don't think this is splitting hairs, but it's our our savings is is there to uh, so that we have things in the future. So in some ways, you're relying on that. You know, you're getting older. Physically, you're not planning to work like you do now until you're 80 years old. Um, so you're relying on that in some ways. But at the same time, you're right. Your security, if it's, if it's your security, if that's what you're putting your trust in, then we have a problem. Somewhat, yeah, but you're you're not. <laughs> I'm hoping it's gonna maybe outlast me. I think you're being responsible, but you're not you're not putting your full trust in it. Like this is either way, you're grounded in God. You you know either way that He's your rock, right? And so it doesn't matter what happens. But I think sometimes. Depending how we live our life and uh, the decisions that we make, obviously, can impact the way we think about money and our dependence on it. So. It it does, yeah, and and you know, there's obviously the the thing of motives. I would so you're right. We have to define treasure, and I want to get to that. I'd like to look at just run over a, a couple of passages that are 
um, correlating to this. Some of them in the other Gospels, uh, there's a little bit of variety here. And then we'll get into that a little bit deeper. But yeah, you're right. We do have to define what treasure is. So Matthew chapter 19, verse 21 if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Luke 12, 33 and 34. Sell your possession and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. Luke 16, 13, no servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or, else, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Basically hearing the same, the same verse that we were just talking about. James 5, verses 1 through 6. Come now, you rich, weep and howl for the miseries that are come upon you. Your riches have rotted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded, and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Matthew thirteen forty four. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which man found, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. There, Jesus speaking in a parable. So, adding these verses into the equation, again, these, these are verses that, that seem to imply sort of the same message there. Um, what, is, what is the passage saying? How do we interpret it? Go sell your, what you have and give to the poor. So do we just sell out and uh, expect that everything will be taken care of? In James, the passage there in James, Jesus is warning in, in chapter 6 here of, of what can happen. James almost is implying what has happened. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up treasure in the last days. So I think it's key what you're saying, Doug, the one thing that you're saying is that we are stewards and it's not ours. And I can forget that so easy. Not just, that's not just uh, my money, but that's my time, um, my family. We're, we're stewards of what God gives us. And, and there's, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. How much? I think so. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard because we live we live in very prosperous times. I don't know that times have ever been easier. I mean, Paul, none of, nobody before you milk cows without actually milking cows, right? <laughs> you still have one of the harder jobs here. But <laughs> I really appreciate Paul. Paul and I, uh, well, I'll introduce you to, tomorrow night. Um, but no, get, getting back on track here, it, it's important. Jesus, Jesus brought this topic up a lot. If you look at the word rich or riches in the New Testament, most, most of the times when it comes up, as long as it, when it's talking about riches, 
when it's talking about spiritual things, it's positive. Most of the times, the, the word rich in the New Testament is referring to negative things or in negative context, negative connotation. I think, I think um, we do good to be aware of that. So, Jesus, we, um, yes. So, in, yes, it, it does boil a lot down to stewardship. How are we doing as stewards then? You have the responsible stewards. You have the, the irresponsible stewards. It's still, um, it, it's something that, like I was saying, Jesus, Jesus brings this subject up time and time again in the New Testament. It was interesting to me. As I was um, just looking at different passages and, and words coming up, Jesus, so there's, there's one time, there's some times that, that Jesus might, got, might have got a little bit riled up or excited with the Pharisees, but there's one time that we think of him being angry. What comes to your mind when you think of Jesus being angry? Maybe I shouldn't use that term, but more or less. He, he actually got physical with them. And do you remember his words? Make not my father's house and house of merchandise. I, and I, I never really thought about that much. I mean, it makes complete sense what Jesus was selling, but uh, saying. But why was he so... So thank you for, for bringing that out. They were taking advantage of the poor. Um, they were being greedy, but we don't see Jesus picking up a whip any other time that I know of or, or reacting to that extent. And I, I found it interesting. I had never tied these passages together before, but 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, Emmanuel and his devotions a few weeks ago had um, talked about this passage where we are, we are building God's house uh, and, and every, man's, every man's work is going to be tested, whether it's you know, silver, gold, wood, hay, stubble. I should turn to that passage. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. So c could someone read that for us? First Corinthians chapter three, verses thirteen through seventeen. Uh, 
Any volunteers? Dave, are you there? Th 13 through 17. So, if any man build upon this house goods, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, whatever we are building this temple out of. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. So, in, if we think of, we are the temple. Um, this, this church is where we come to, but we are the temple now. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. So how do we defile God's temple? Again, he's talking about how we're building the temple. And I think that has to do with how we're living our lives, how we're being stewards, back to what George and Doug were saying, and what we have. And this, this goes beyond... Um, this subject of money, but how, how we're living our lives. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. And so, going back to Floyd's point, Jesus was, was upset. They were taking advantage of the poor. They were concerned about building their own wealth. And um, they were doing it in God's temple. And I think this plays into our lives, too, um, when we're taking advantage of people, when we're trying to build up our own self. We are the temple of God. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think it's, I think it's more than that. Yes, our, our body is the temple, but also it, it goes beyond that. God's spirit dwells in our spirit, which I believe is also the temple of God. It, it goes beyond my physical self, I think. Any other, if you're following what George is saying, any other input on that? The temple is more than just my physical body. Yes, I, I agree. I need, to take care of, I need to take care of my physical body. But I believe when, when God's spirit comes into me, he changes, he changes me at my core, at my spirit is where he, where he really dwells. Does that make sense? Anybody want to weigh in? Any comments? What was that? I he said, remember that it's the Lord that gives you power to get wealth. Thank you for sharing that, John.
So there's two things that Jesus said after that story. He said, so is he that buildeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So you're right on the, the combination there, uh, going back to the thing of stewardship again. In, in that story, it was for himself and he was not rich towards God. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, we're left in an offering again this evening, so I think if uh, Matthew and a couple of you trustees could help him. Dwayne, there you are. If you could lead a song, we'll just, let's stand for a song and we'll pass the offering and take a little break. There is beyond the azure blue Concealed from human sight, he tinted skies with heavenly hue, and framed the world with his great mind. There is a God, there is a Okay, you can be seated. By the way, that, that uh, from that little survey, thank you for filling those out. Looks like we're uh, pretty much in the middle for how we see the pe for the the other church. Uh, we we see ourselves with, on the personal. Um, the way I handle my financial resources, whether they be few or many, reflects that I serve one master, God. And um, we're, we, we think of ourselves a little bit better than we think of, of the group of other people. I don't know how that would reflect if we're, if we're looking at our, our church. Obviously, the, the true numbers would, would correlate completely because we're the same group of people. It's the same poll. But that's... That's how we tend to think. Um, I know that's how I tend to think. We tend to, to look at others, and we usually don't. Uh, the tendency is to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. And, uh, of course, the, the difference here is, is, not, is not great, which is, which is good. But we give ourselves a little bit more benefit of the doubt than we do the people in around us around us from this little poll it's it's natural it's how we think but i guess this helps us too to beware sometimes there are things that we can't see things i know i have them we need to speak into each other's lives encourage each other um exhort each other and help each other on this and and really everything in the christian lives as we're stewards. So jumping back in here. Um, again, thanks, Mel, for, for those comments. Eternal treasure. So if we're talking about treasure, um, maybe we should start with treasures on earth. How do we lay up treasures, treasures on earth? What are these treasures that, that Jesus is talking about? Your ideas. Question I asked a while back uh, came sort of from a comment that I heard 
the reality is that that you know people who don't have treasure um, can fall into the same as in people that that don't have anything that could even um, don't have things to lay up don't even have a savings account can still fall into the same trap of uh, you know through covetousness and and whatever of of wanting things and, and wanting to rely on things that that are uh, not for the disciple of Jesus Christ. So, yes, defining what that treasure is, going back again, um, going back to what you were saying, Doug and George, we have in verse, in verse 19, it's for us um, laying up for yourselves treasures upon earth, losing focus of whose we are, losing focus of whose our things are. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. So defining treasure, um, building my own kingdom, obviously there's a lot of things that can, can fall into that category then if it's about me. If it's about God, he's the judge. Um, for us here as a church. So, how, how do we encourage each other? What, what, you know, we can all say it's all God's. How do we keep each other accountable? This, this is something that Jesus is saying is... is Jesus said it so many times. I mean, he said it's, it's harder for a rich man, we, we know it, to get into the kingdom of heaven. Um, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. It's, it's so dangerous. So go ahead, Dave. Yeah, th thanks for bringing that up. Um, I think, you know, with, with our resources, and, and obviously a, a car is a car. To some it is, to some it isn't. Whether we are good stewards here tonight or whether we're, you know, if we think of ourselves as good stewards or we have areas to grow in one place, one area or another, we also have the next generation that we are um, teaching and training. And... If, if their opportunities 
in this world um, are as great as ours, they'll have as many challenges in that, that battle of stewardship. Dave, you were going to say something. So that, that brings up something too. We again human tendency we can we can tend to I can tend to judge other people um, on the thing of of finances on, on a lot of different things. But I think it says something about our heart about our true concerns um, depending how we react. Judge not that you be not judged. God is God is our judge. So I, I believe firmly that we we do need to encourage each other. We do need to keep each other sharp. And we want we want to encourage each other towards good stewardship. But I think sometimes our, our comments can be out of maybe jealousy or um, if we think somebody's getting away with something. That's that's not my responsibility. That's not, um, that should not be my concern for speaking up about a situation. So kind of going back to what you're saying there, yes, yeah, some, some people have, have things and other people are faithful. Um, have the resources, but are faithful in their calling. So, John, you were mentioning amounts. I, you know, you start naming amounts, it's, it's really, uh, really not a good place to go. Jesus didn't do that either. By the way, we don't see him uh, making thresholds. There are certain expectations and... Um, if I keep moving here, we can get to some of those other verses for those who are rich. But uh, not giving thresholds as to when you have too much money. So that's, that's next on the list here, Floyd. Um, well, Matthew 10, 42, if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is, a, is my disciple, and I know at least Miss Marilyn has done plenty of that. <laughs> Truly, I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. So there's a reward for giving something as simple as, as giving a cup of water. 
Um, there are obviously we, we talked about in the first evening um, Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 you are the light of the world you are the, you are the salt of the earth um, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Then I think we're, we're laying up treasure by the way we live our lives. Psalm 127, the fruit of the womb is his reward. And we are blessed with, uh, whether it's children in our lives that we mentor and encourage or children given um, in our own families through birth the fruit of the womb is his reward and we're dealing with with young people we're dealing with eternal souls so I think there's a there's a treasure that maybe we don't see Jesus alluding to as much here but a, an eternal treasure that we're we're dealing with we have God's word talks uh, different times about the treasure there even persecution. And I know we're not inviting persecution. Matthew chapter 5, verse 12. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Great is your reward. You're, you're getting something um, for being persecuted. When men say things about you, when men say, um, I'm trying to think how verse 11 says it there. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad because your reward in heaven is great. I guess that's treasure in heaven. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I have. Uh, it's getting <laughs> getting to that, but go ahead, read it. I'm, I was almost there. I, actually, maybe one other verse on this persecution. Moses. This is in the New Testament, Hebrews, but it's speaking to Moses. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. In other words, he knew he was going to be. Um, rewarded, he, he knew there was a, he was going to be uh, settled up. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. I think that is, uh, that is part, we, we see Moses, we, we know his example. He was a leader. Um, it wasn't that he was just completely heavenly minded, but that he lived his life body, soul, and spirit, the things he did was influenced by his um, service to God, his, his resignation to God, and his eternal perspective. He considered the reproach of Christ greater than, than what he was born into, the treasures of Egypt. John, that, Tim, 1 Timothy six seventeen through 19. Turn there. Okay. So, jumping down through my notes here, are we rich? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're rich in that too. Yes, as far as earthly wealth. To We are, and uh, those verses 
I think we do well to take heed to that, the responsibility given to us. Um, charge those that are rich, being generous with our wealth. We talked about that on Monday night. You're, you're saying the actual reward, yeah. like what was Moses going for? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's. Sorry, my, my thoughts were <laughs> racing ahead, but yes. Um, so we, we do have to bring this to a close. But, yeah, and, and Dave, there's, there's a lot to explore there. I think just from personal experience, you know, when, when my focus is on myself and, and, you know, how I could build my little thing, obviously, selfishness, I'm concerned about the reward. But when my focus is on serving Jesus, then, and I'm, I'm sure you agree with me, Dave, I, th I think so, but I'm not, I'm not concerned about the reward then. I, I'm, I'm concerned about serving Jesus. And it, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but no, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not saying don't worry about it. I'm just saying how I, when, when you're, in love with Jesus, then you, the, the, some of those things are not a concern. Yes or no? I, 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 I think that's how it is. <laughs> I mean, that'll take care of itself. It will. I so, yeah, I, I, know, I know we're on the same page.
where Jesus was telling them to be, yeah, content with with what they have. We need to close. Thank you for your thoughts. Um, there's a lot more that we could talk about here. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We're ready, Matthew. Oh, let, sorry.